You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. You, you know us. We'll just go on to some tangent that makes absolutely no sense to anyone else but us. Well, that's, that's possibly true. And folks, that's the way we can start Geekiest Show Ever. And, and you heard the voice, that mellifluous, malfeasant, um, whatever he is from down under, Mr. Mark Greentree has decided to join us and grace us with his presence once again. Welcome back, Marcus. Thank you, Kevin. I have never been introduced that way, but uh, I'll take it as a mini compliment. But did you notice he bowed as he introduced you? He did. He kind of had the, the raw hand wave going and the head came down. Yes, it was, it was, it was the <laughs> so most... So I'm royalty. There we go. Well, well, you see, in Australia, we're still part of the monarchy. We still believe in the Queen and kin and, and the home country. So, uh, well, some of us do. The rest of us just say, no, we've, we've got to get away from that. Well, in, you know, that's the nicest I'll probably be to you on the entire show. So you might want to mark that down. Absolutely. Listeners, take note. It's going to get worse from here, and it's just downhill. And the other voice you heard is not Mike. He didn't have any kind of operation or anything or lose any parts off of himself. That is the yes. lovely the lovely geek goddess in Central that has become part of us, Miss Elisa Paselli. Welcome back, Elisa. Thank you, guys. So, yeah, Mike, uh, Mike. unfortunately, this is going to be the thing back and forth. Mike's work schedule, my work schedule, and Mark insisting on living in a different damn time zone. Uh, <laughs> really I live selfish. in the future. You guys live in the past. I, look, I can't help it that the future is here and now, and, and you guys are like yesterday's news. Well, if you give us the lottery tickets, we'll all lot, write lottery numbers. We'll move oh. down there with you. <laughs> I wish I knew the lottery tickets. My better half at the moment, she's... Gone a bit more from postal work into uh, lottery uh, work and, and so forth, and she's selling the lottery tickets and the scratchies and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, she she's uh, she got me a, a $15 um, scratchy ticket for uh, my birthday, and, and it was like, okay, possibly win a million dollars, and won absolutely nothing. It was so disappointing. It was just, yeah, just terrible. And I, I hate the lottery for that. It, it's... One of those things you get, you get that high, and, and oh wow, I could win a million dollars! Imagine what I could do. I could, I could go and come and see Kevin. No, 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 no. He'd shoot me when I got off the plane, so I better not do that. But <laughs> you, you think about everything you could do, then you start scratching. And, nah, nah, not yet. Oh, oh, one more. What? Uh. And then yeah. you just end up depressed for the rest of the day. It's terrible. Well, I know it's, the listeners can't see it, but you can see all my failed lottery tickets. Oh, hold those up, up again, Kevin. You've got Cash for Life. Oh, wait a minute. I can get them up here, yeah. Cash Power, for, Powerball. Powerball, Mega Millions. Yep, same ones that we've got. See, my husband gives me the scratch-off tickets. Birthday, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas stocking. And I just refer to them as the losing lottery tickets. <laughs> Though I do admit, he did give me one one year that won for $500. Wow. Yeah. And it, it paid for a weekend in New York City, believe it or not. Very nice. No, I've, I think the most I've ever hit on was um, 50 or or 100 bucks. I can't remember. And that's when we were doing, I actually had a little pool with some of the people at work. There were like four or five of us. And we would buy four or five lottery tickets. I can't remember what it was doing. It's been so long now. These now, though, I just buy myself. I just go in. 
Uh, it coincides perfectly with the draw- week- weekday drawings or when I buy gas to put in the car. <laughs> so I stop to get gas. I walk in and get my lottery hmm. tickets, come out. You know, because the Powerball, I think, is up to 360 million dollars for tomorrow night. That's crazy. I'd be happy with $10,000. i would win $10,000. i am a happy girl. I would, too, but I wouldn't get any of it. My wife would take it all. So. As it should be. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Just like Mark's wife takes all his if he wins any. Yeah, pretty much. But she is a saint that walks among us, so. <laughs> she has her moments. And th- no, this no. week, I, I can't say that she isn't, so. <laughs> yeah. Next uh, week, though. Don't ask me about her next week. <laughs> well, before we get into why Mark says she's a saint... I do want to. I never said she was a saint. I just didn't disagree with you, Kevin. Okay, well, I'm saying she's a saint because I love her and she's great to talk to. She's she's one of my dear friends now. I consider her that way. And Mark, I kind of like him too. Anyway, the <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm just the appendix that you know comes along for the ride. The appendage that can be lopped off if needed. <laughs> yes, think about that. For, think about that one for a while. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say was I wanted to send a thank you out to listener Jim. Uh, as I've mentioned before, he is now paying me to podcast, and I will share the proceeds if you want. He brought me a cookie the other day. He brought me a cookie two days in a row. So if you uh, want, so I get cookie crumbs? You can, I will send you the cookie via... Uh, was you it a chocolate chip one? It was a giant chocolate chip one, uh, chocolate chunk. This thing mm-hmm. was probably about five and a half inches in diameter, so it was a pretty good-sized cookie. I think I want the chuck chips. What do you think, Lisa? What What do you want? The chuck chips or the uh, the crumbs? I want the chocolate chips. I'll just send yeah. Lisa a whole cookie. Just thank be, you. Be nice. And I just the, put on three pounds. Five listening five to into you. the future would be stalled from being in the past. And any crumbs that you have left over, Lisa, send back to me, and I'll ship them on to Mark, or you can send them you straight. Got it. I'll PayPal it to him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, big thank you to Lister Jim. He. He's always telling me how much he enjoys our show. Uh, he uh, he he's a he's a regular listener, and uh, not that we don't have a lot of other regular listeners. I'm not saying that, but just because I know Jim in real life, and uh, I've got him hooked on our show. He's also listening to Not Another Mac podcast. He doesn't even use a Mac. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Maybe he will start. Thank you, Jim. Actually, he is the, considering. He and I have talked a couple times about him purchasing one, and he. Um, He's just an all-around nice guy. Uh, I work with him, and that's how we've gotten to know each other. And he uh, he, he just likes listening to it. And I've introduced him to se- so, several other podcasts because he travels a lot for work. So he has, he's based out of one in the center, center of the United States, and he has to travel to actually has to travel to both coasts now. I think uh, at different times. So uh, I see him once a month, and he you know he was kind enough that last week when he was uh, working with me, he said, "Oh, here's my." payment for uh geekiest show ever so <laughs> i appreciate it. he's very kind and uh it's nice to have the listeners like him and others out there uh who are far too numerous to name but i want to thank uh oh did want to thank jim so moving on to why i think mark's wife is 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 the greatest person on the face of the planet uh that's only because she teams up with you to traumatize me she actually, uh, yeah, she. I won't. Instigates half of it, I'm sure. No, Gretel wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, she's too much of a saint. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what Mark doesn't know is the conversation Gretel and I have without him. 
especially right before the show. I'm sure that those two were just chatting back and forth. How can we get him this week? Yeah, we won't go into the whole leg thing again. Oh, and by the way, for the listeners, that, my leg. My oh, 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 question. How is your leg going? That's Kevin? what I was going to say. After last week, I got several people, uh, Dorothy and a couple other people that were asking me. Uh, I am doing much better. Um, everything seems to be healing up. I have another doctor's appointment tomorrow, and it's the one where I go in and they poke inside of it and dig around inside of it to see what's going on. Yeah, so. at, at least you should have probably kept the headphones off for like another 30 seconds. <laughs> well, I was driving when you were talking about that last time, just like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> trying to focus not- on the road and I'm listening to you. <laughs> Uh, thank, thank God there wasn't a motor vehicle accident right there because I I'd, I'd probably would have flopped if it was me. I just I can't do the the blood, the guts, and the pus. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I've never had like a, a bad negative experience that I can recall. I just don't like it. I just get squeamish with that kind of stuff, and it's a very natural response for oh, many yeah. people. Other people don't have an issue with it, and thank God because they're the ones that work in our hospitals and and help us when we do have problems. So you know we've got to be thankful that there's people out there who can tolerate it. But mate, oh, oh I and I don't I... know if they've become desensitized to it either. It's yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I am. I I want to say thank you to everybody that sent me uh, things, and I am doing much better. Hopefully, for long, the doctor will release me, and I can go back to. As normal a life as I can lead, you know. I mean, we we can't really say I'm that normal. So we'll go back to Kevin normal is what mm-hmm. we'll go back to. So that's that's acceptable. But Mark uh, recently celebrated a birthday. His 65th. He. Uh, <laughs> You're older than we are. <laughs> well, I'm in the future. I'm. I'm that's true. The that's future true. man. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, Mark. Uh, We've Mark. We've got to have a, a superhero name for me somewhere along the lines here. Old future fart. man, future boy, old, old fart. fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I uh, uh, he sent out a picture, and I, I did want to publicly wish him a very happy birthday. Although I'm uh, what about four days behind? Oh, that's all right. So it's, it's the birthday week. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of make it a birthday weekend, and then it's a birthday week, and then it becomes the birthday month, and then I've just got to wait till next year. Um, it's, it's the only. It's the month when Gretel's got to be nice to me. Sadly, I have to be reminded of when my birthday is. I forget about my own. <laughs> well, once we're we're of oh. a certain age now. Well, yeah, that's true. I I would I can claim that now, but twenty years ago I st- couldn't claim it, and I still forgot about when my birthday was. Oh, that's <laughs> that. I mean, look, I get excited for my birthday. It's yeah. uh, I don't necessarily like big surprises and a big party or anything, but I do. Enjoy it coming around each year. I, just, hey, I got a, I got an iPad on my significant birthday. So, mm-hmm. well, I know well, when you turn thirty-five, Lisa, it is a big deal. So I, it is, yeah. and I got an iPad for it. Yeah, I understand. I understand, but no, I just, and I, I may have said this before. I never celebrated, even from the time I was real little, like four, maybe five years old. I never celebrated my birthday. It was like, yeah, it's my birthday. Okay, next thing, moving on. I mean, just I didn't want birthday parties. I did. I didn't either. I just yeah. I I, I was never, never one for party birthday thing. parties. But the the one thing that I've always struggled with is the appreciation of the gift and the thanking for the gift process with a birthday party. It just 
I, I like having people around me. I, you know, my best friend and, and her kids and that came across and, and celebrated again this year uh, with us. And it, it's great to have people around and, and so forth. But it's like, okay, just spend the day with me. Uh, celebrate my birthday, but don't don't bring a gift. I, I don't need a gift. I just want people around me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah or if I'm, they take you out to dinner, they pay, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that kind of thing, but not sort of... A gift, gift, if right. that makes sense. Right. I don't yeah. know. I just because we're I'd, adults now. Yeah. Mm, I well, I was okay with the gifts up until I was maybe like fourteen, fifteen years old, and then I moved past that as well. One of the things I enjoy more than anything is when somebody finds a good birthday card. I love uh, birthday. We got cards. a great birthday card with. Um, Actually, I should probably go and grab it out so that I can actually show you. You both would love it. It's Mr. Potato Head, and he's standing at the urinal and, uh, you know, in, in a men's toilet. And, you know, he's basically saying, oh, whoops, I forgot something and left it at home. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was priceless. It was one of the best cards I've seen. Uh, so, yeah, the funny cards are really good. They're, they're really quite enjoyable. Oh yeah, that's that's something I've always enjoyed. I don't know why, and I and I always look for good birthday cards. That's one of the things I enjoy doing. Shoebox greetings. Yes, they're good. They ones. are a riot. Mm-hmm. And I get I've, some of the musical ones too. Oh, I've given some to my kids. I, I got a musical one as well with a uh, sort of a stripogram type one from my uncle. So, uh, oh, it was rather <laughs> funny. It was rather funny. I gave the, one. The, let's just say the stripper parts bounced up and down <laughs> in tune with the music. <laughs> I gave one to my son. His, my middle son's birthday is in July, and he put it up on Facebook, and he goes, only my mom would give me a card like this. And it was, <laughs> it was just basically a couple sitting on the couch covering their child's eyes because the dog was licking himself (laughs) and he's putting it i mean his friends are laughing you know he's like only my mom would do this so those are the cards that i give to my kids (laughs) i think they're also memorable cards aren't they i'm you know i'm not much for you know getting the card and and writing a, a long letter of you know how much i appreciate the person or anything like that i'm more hey let the the card be you know what I think is funny and what would be memorable. And you do remember those cards. Um, oh, you guys will appreciate this. There is one. You know how you're standing? You're standing in the grocery store, the drugstore. You're reading the card and you're just going, uh-huh, put that one back. Uh-huh, put that. And you just and if you find one that's funny, you kind of laugh on the inside. This one I busted out laughing in the middle of the store. <laughs> it was, it was a, a woman sitting on a couch and a guy sitting on a chair. The woman's reading a magazine. The guy's just sitting there. And the woman says... Bob, why don't you read a magazine or a book? And he goes, but I don't have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because the joke around our house is, I have to go to the library. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Oh, please tell me you don't have books in there. (laughs) Anyway, the... Oh, Oh, no. Oh, Oh, those poor books. Oh, I'll send them to you. (laughs) It was like a Seinfeld episode. This yeah. can't be returned. It was in the bathroom. Yeah, that, that George had that book in the bathroom. He said, "You got the coffee and the muffins. How else do you expect? What do you, other, do you expect to happen to people?" <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, now that we've gone into the bathroom humor, and thank you, Elisa, for coming down to our level. <laughs> it took us Twelve minutes. I, Normally, they're three minutes into the show, Kevin. 
I had I lived with four boys. <laughs> Me and four boys. So you you had no choice. I had no choice. It was survival. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh what I was going to say was Mark did get a very interesting gift that listeners to this show might recall him talking about. Mark, why don't you give us a little clue as to what this was and <laughs> And, well, you know. I, I did get the Lord of the Rings. I got the, the trilogy book set because I, I never had that. So I got that. I, oh, I got the Godfather 40th anniversary box set, big box set with uh, uh, the um, some nice postcards and a, a big book with the final script. Oh, on Blu-ray and everything. That that was nice. That replaced my my previous edition. I actually had the uh, widescreen edition of the Godfather trilogy with Francis Ford Coppola's signature uh, on VHS back in the day. So um, this new one replaced that one. Unfortunately, it wasn't signed by Francis Ford Coppola, but still, it's very cool and one of my favourite movies. And then I got something from an orchard company, an apple type thing and mm. you kind of strap it to your your wrist and yes i actually picked up well i didn't pick up gretel picked up for me the apple watch now beautiful piece of engineering just a, a beautiful thing now what it was actually supposed to be she had to end up telling me she was going to get me the queen vinyl box set that i've just released um but it's been delayed a week so it wouldn't come until this week so she decided like i'll get that for you for christmas and get you the the watch now. And I had no idea. She surprised me. Honestly, it was such a surprise that I had tears. And I, I'm I'm brave enough and manly enough to admit that I cried over getting the Apple Watch. And I don't. It was a mixture of just excitement, a mixture of I wouldn't have bought that for myself necessarily, even though I'd t- spoken about it a lot and, and said how much I'd like it. Uh, it was just something that was just so shocking and so surprising. So, yeah, it brought me to tears. And that doesn't happen often unless, you know, she kicks me where it hurts. I cried when I got my, my iPad because my husband <laughs> listened. But will, 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 will Gretel marry me? <laughs> I said, my, I my, birth, my birthday is next week and maybe she can, you know, we can get married real quick and she can get me one. I'm first in yeah. line ahead of you, Lisa. When's, when's your birthday? That I won't tell. But mine's next week, so I'm before you. Yeah, well, that's possible. But you know, Gretel, Gretel, and I have this thing going on the side here. We've already divvied up Mark's <laughs> insurance money and everything. So. <laughs> Can you throw like some money to an Apple Watch for me, and then I'll walk away? Sure, glad to do it for you, my friend. Okay, <laughs> I'll just let you two be. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome that she. I think it's awesome that she surprised you because I know how you are about the surprises. I normally don't like them, and it's very hard to surprise me, uh, but she just went completely beyond any expectation I would have ever had. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I honestly thought that I was getting the Queen box set because that's what I had asked for. It's it's basically a... a you, you might recall the Beatles released the vinyl box set a few years back. This is Queen's version of the box set. So Queen has reissued all their albums on vinyl, and in the box set they're multicolored vinyl to match the album covers plus a 128-page uh, hard book um, oh, that goes nice. through the band's history. Uh, whereas the 
singular ones that you buy separately, they're just on standard black vinyl. Now, some people comment that coloured vinyl introduces additional surface noise. Yes and no. Um, what you've got to remember is black vinyl is actually coloured vinyl. Vinyl itself is actually clear. So anything that's not clear is coloured. So whether or not it adds surface noise. I mean, look, I've got picture discs. I love them. Alyssa knows what I'm talking about here, and Kevin's going, what? I'm Colour- totally with you. Totally with you, Mark. No, I meant the coloured thing. I wasn't fall- I never heard any of that before. <laughs> and but the, the picture discs so i've got some uh so iron maiden's picture discs are extremely noisy the way that they actually press the 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 graphic onto the the disc makes them noisy although i've got some rob zombie ones from universal records uh that are absolutely perfect and almost as good as a standard black uh vinyl record so it's just the introduction of more surface noise due to the printing process that's all it is uh but anyway that's that'll end up being my christmas present so i'll end up showcasing that when i i get that as well because that's absolutely awesome it's just a beautiful thing i almost bought the uh the rager rp1 queen turntable it was queen actually went with uh rager which is a a uh, uk based turntable maker and they made their own custom turntable they're limited to i think 10,000 worldwide i think uh but i know for sure that in australia we're only getting a hundred of them and it's like oh should i buy it or shouldn't i i don't know i want to but it'll cost me another eight hundred dollars, and I've already got a beautiful turntable. Holy so, did did Gretel know what color you wanted, or did she just take a guess that that's what you would want? I actually, when when Apple, because the, the one I've got, and I keep forgetting what the name of it is. It's uh, you know Tim Chatton remembers it because he remembers things like that. It, look, it's the gold with the midnight blue band. Sport it's the sports, sports, band, sports band. What, um, and when I first saw that Apple updated this, and they, they did this not long after they did the latest um, releases and the iPad Pro and that announcement and all that kind of stuff, um, and then they put that in. I just captured a picture on, on my iPhone. I sent it to Gretel. Oh, my God, this is now the Apple Watch that would convince me to basically get an Apple Watch because it dresses up and it dresses down really nicely. I can, I can just... You know, I can wear my Sunday best and it looks great and I can wear my, my Saturday jammies and it still looks it, it looks mm. great. And Kevin's going, oh, that's <laughs> shocking to Kevin. But it, it, it's good because... At least he it, wears jammies. Not okay, always. Kevin? Not always. <laughs> oh, and you know this how? Gretel tells me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, Lisa, but I, I'm going to think that Gretel's sharing a little too much. Um, seriously just up and down well what i always didn't like about the sport version was that it looked like a sport version i I think was the thing that was getting man i'm not that much of a sporting person i you know i go and walk and do long walks but i don't get out there and play sport and don't run and don't wear the sports gear that it's sort of designed to look like so it actually it works for me it's um it's very nice very lovely very comfortable and uh, I, I don't know how I lived without it, to be quite honest. It's become in four days just part of my life to where I don't go to my iPhone very much anymore because most of what I was going to my iPhone for can now be done on the wrist, which 
is a bit of a shock, but it's also I've found quicker and faster. One example this morning was, you know, we're, we're getting up and Gretel asked me, oh, do you know what the temperature is going to be today? And I said, oh, okay, I'll just flip the watch up and it's going to be 22 degrees Celsius and, and sunny. Well, she had to go to her phone and, and unlock it and go to the weather app and, and find out of this. And, okay, you can probably put the weather on the lock screen as well on the iPhone, but she doesn't have it there. And that's what I used to have to do. So to check the weather, I would have to do that or to check the alarms or to uh, set a timer or to just check the time even. Um, and it was always tedious. And over the last 12 months, as the Apple Watch you know, was becoming more mainstream, more people were talking about it, I was looking at these features going, I could use that and I don't need to actually have the phone with me all the time. Um, I can, Kevin, the other day you sent me a message asking, you know, if today's time was okay, I was able to reply immediately on the Apple Watch without ever going to the phone. And I find that it's less distracting and here's why I feel it's less distracting. I can reply to that one message and not then go to email, not then go to Facebook, not then go to, to Twitter, right. and not then get on the internet and actually look up something in Safari. And I find that I'm able to glance, get something done, and then, okay, straight back to where I was and what I was doing and just keep that flowing. Uh, so for me, it's, it's absolutely perfect. Now, I did say on NAMP yesterday, and I, I stand by this, it still is the accessory for the accessory that you don't need. Um, and it is very much personal usage and personal preference because I, I even something like every single night I cook dinner because I can't stand Gretel's cooking. Love the woman, but that woman can't cook well. Okay, she does scrambled eggs well, but everything else is horrid. So, but from, from the clock screen, I can literally set the timer and, and set the timer so that when I'm cooking and then it just buzzes my arm and it's just fantastic. Before I had to go to the phone and set that up and the phone would be sitting in the speaker dock because when I cook, I've got to listen to music and it was a headache. Now it's not a headache. It's just one of those easy, simple things and it gets the job done. So again, it, it comes down to personal preference. Are you going to use it? And do you see yourself using it? And in some ways, I did. But again, I wouldn't have bought it for myself if it wasn't a gift. It was always that, oh, I don't really need it. And it's a lot of money and I can't justify it. But hey, as a gift, it, you know. It's now, great. if you get a notification like a text or a phone call on your watch, will, yep. you, will you get that notification? Anywhere in your house as long as both your phone and your watch are on Wi-Fi or do you still have to be within X amount of feet of each other? No, it seems to work throughout the entire house without a problem. I mean, the the Bose speaker I've got, it's a Bluetooth speaker. It's um, the SoundLink Mini for anyone interested. Um, that is a – sorry, Elisa, what do you – I can't see it's that. It's score of the ball game. Oh, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> the Red Sox beat the Yankees. There we go. You heard it live uh, two days later because Kevin takes a while to edit the show. <laughs> it, just, it puts me in my happy place. <laughs> it's like um, if you're out and about walking, you know, I know you have to be within a certain amount of distance between your phone. Like if your kids had your phone and you walk 20 feet ahead of them, 
you might not get the notification. But if you're 50 feet away on your phone in your home, both are on Wi-Fi, you still get your notification. You, you still get it, definitely. And it, it just it works seamlessly. I haven't had an issue where it hasn't been connected to the phone yet. Uh, and I've been... I've received notifications everywhere in the house, and I, I like that. I, I like not being tethered to the phone anymore and having just a little bit of technology sit on the wrist. Uh, surprisingly, I, I haven't worn a watch for 20 years either, and it doesn't feel off-putting. It, you barely even notice it's there. It's not that heavy. It just becomes part of your life. And the battery life is incredible. I've never had it run out on me. Even day one of usage, it got down to 10%. Um, and that's fiddling with it and so forth. But it's just, it's become part of my workflow straight away. Even something like Twitter, I can respond to Twitter messages there. And Siri, get this, it can actually understand me. I, I am absolutely amazed with how Siri can pick up my accent and deliver 99% accurate results each and every single time. And the cool thing is you can either send the audio via message or you can have it converted to text. And that's that's just cool because, you know, it, it works easily. If I've got something more complex that I want to tell someone in a message, it can go as audio instead of text. And then they're not reading, they're just listening. Uh, making a phone call or receiving a phone call on the wrist, I've done that a few times now. Magical experience. Not... The, the greatest audio quality, as you can imagine, but certainly doable and nice and easy. Um, yeah, so for me, it's, it's, a, it's a win-win. The, even the Apple's Music app comes across well on the Apple Watch, and I know this is something that doesn't interest Kevin. Um, <laughs> you can actually scan through and scroll through all your artists. I, I've still got iTunes Match, and it scrolls through everything. I can just immediately hit play. Now, as both of you know, I've moved across to Tidal, and I pay $30 a month for the, the Hi-Fi experience across there to get the better quality. And that doesn't have an app, just like Spotify and Pandora. And I'm not sure whether it's an Apple restriction or what's going on there. But the music app doesn't control the music on Tidal. And that was really bothering me because I'm like, mm, I, I really want Tidal to work because I, I prefer their service. But I really want it to work on the Apple Watch so that when I'm cooking, I can just change the track or I can turn the volume down. Or even if we're eating dinner and, and the song randomly comes on that that's, you know, 10 steps higher in, in volume than the previous song, then I can just dial it down on the watch. Um, and I wanted that, that functionality, and I'm like, oh, but this won't work the way I want it. And I didn't want to go back to Apple Music, so I thought, okay, what am I going to do? And I actually swiped up from the bottom, and it, there's an area there that each app, so if it's Spotify, Pandora, or in my case, Tidal, you can then control uh, your play, your, your next track, your previous track, and your volume level which I thought was really interesting but a bit disjointed as well because it also controls Apple Music. So it's, it's like there's one portion that, that works seamlessly and then the other portion that really links into Apple on, Apple only. And I'm not sure why they didn't do something better there, but, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's still a work in progress. It's only watchOS 2. Um, but it, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of technology I've just... I'm, I'm absolutely amazed how much I've become used to it uh, in such a short period of time. And honestly, you know, I, I've heard people sell their 
their Apple Watches. Mm. Uh, Victor Kokiao is one who, who has sold his. He just didn't get the usage out of it. And I know last time he was on NAMP, we were discussing what my usage could possibly be. And, you know, his thoughts was that for me it would be perfect. Uh, him in semi-retirement, he doesn't get that many notifications and so forth. So for him, it wasn't really there. And I think I said this on, on yesterday's NAMP show too. It is the most personal Apple device that they've ever released because not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to need it. You, you absolutely don't need it, let's be honest. It's not doing anything that can't be done on an iPhone. It's just making it so that you're not going to the iPhone all the time and a little less just distracting, which for me is a good thing because I'm easily distracted by Squirrel. basically anything. You're there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So anything that, that limits that and just gets me to, to get stuff done is wonderful. So, look, still early days. I'm not sure how I'll feel about it in a month's time or, or six months' time, but certainly from my experience, uh, I'm, I'm a convert and I will forever have an Apple Watch in the future. And to be quite honest, I actually, even though I hadn't had one for a couple of decades, a watch that is, I did want to get one a couple of years ago before Apple even made the announcement of the Apple Watch. I was suggesting to Greta, oh, I wouldn't mind getting a nice watch. And I, I didn't really, I couldn't find any at the time when I was looking and I kind of just let it go. And then Apple released this one and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And then, as you guys know, for the last 12 months or so, I've been thinking, hmm, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And oh, I and I kept turning around and looking at the, the Apple website and going, I could use that feature, I could use that feature, I could use that feature. And then just things when an alarm would come on and I'd have to turn to the iPhone to turn it off, it was just, ah, oh, okay, I, I could do this on the watch. I don't need to go and find the phone, pick it up, take it out of the pocket. I know that it, it sounds lazy, but it's all these extra steps and everything that you've got to go to to just turn alarms off or to just access some basic information or just to see what that latest email was. Um, so it's replaced a lot of the functionality, and uh, I'm happy it has. I like the idea of the mapping. So if you're in a new place, like, you know, you come, you come to the United yeah. States and you're walking around New York City instead of you, you know, standing around like this with your phone yep. going, okay, now I have to make a left two blocks down, you'll get that subtle little tap on your wrist to let you, people, you know, yep. okay, make a left here, make a right here, and you don't look like a tourist, you don't look like an easy mark. The way a lot of people are with their phones in front of their face like this, just going... Oh, and, and, and no, not only around. Is that I mean, normal people go walking, I, you know, I'll, I'll go walking around my local area and, and I constantly get people and they're on the phone and it's like, okay, I'll, I'll go to this side of the footpath. No, then they move to that this side. This And it's like, get off your phone. You're driving. I was telling my husband oh, tonight I, I was driving and this person next to me was going in my lane, out my lane, in my lane until we got to the traffic light and I pulled up next to her. And she slapped her phone down. Like, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna die, don't take me with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, please yeah, kill yourself fun. alone. Don't take innocent people along with you. No, I, I and that traffic I drive in, I see it all the time. Yeah. People on the phone. I mean, now I, I use Siri to text occasionally when I'm driving, but I'm not looking down at the phone. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just talking and I'm looking straight ahead, and that's as distracted as I get. But. um that's I, I've, I've just got a thin 
when driving, and, and this is just something that I've had for years, even if the phone rings, it doesn't matter. I, I just I just leave it. I will not run the risk because I've got two things. A, I don't want to die, and B, if I even hurt someone um, by being in an accident, I'd, I'd feel awful. It, it would live on my conscience, and I'd, I'd seriously re- regret it over something like a call. And I know Gretel does it occasionally, and my best friend does it as well, and I say to them both, listen, don't do it because... You know, it, it's just, it's not cool. Look, 99% of the time, nothing will happen. But that 1%, geez, you can ruin your own life and someone else's. Yeah, I and for me, what it is, is because I'm 24-7 technically in my job, uh, what I do is if I take a call, it'll be a quick one. If somebody really wants to talk, I pull over. Mm-hmm. I get off mm. the road and talk to because I got to be able to concentrate on all the details that they're feeding me and then be able to feed them back some technical details. And I sure as hell can't do that while I drive. So, no, I do. I have pulled over. We actually have a policy in company vehicles that if you're going to take a phone call, if it's more than yes or I'm on my way, that's really it. Pull over and stop, have the conversation, and yep. then start, then get back on the road. That is a company policy. Yeah. I always found it interesting that if you have Bluetooth so that you don't have to take your hands off the wheel and you can talk through the speaker of your, of your car, I always find it interesting that you can't – a lot of people, myself included, I can't drive and talk on the phone, but I can drive but and talk to the person, person sitting next to me. Yeah, mm. but it's a different relationship because on the phone, you're trying to – consume what's being said and the tonality that someone's using and trying to get a feeling making, for making up for the lack of visual cues that you'd be getting out of the corner of your eye oh absolutely you, you can feel when someone's around you you can feel you know what their personality is like just by their presence but you you can't see that when you're on a phone call and that's what makes it incredibly hard that's why even things like social networks, how many times have we seen on Twitter and Facebook that things get blown out of proportion and misappropriated because people get offended by something when it wasn't really that way and it's because you can't see the person or hear how they're expressing it and you read it the wrong way. Well, that's uh, why I always very... put smiley faces and stuff so that you know. Well, you that's know, what just, I do Just well. kidding. You know, this is a ha-ha joke. Don't get all bent out of shape. So I'll put like a little smiley yep. face or a winky or something so people know. Not serious, and if I'm serious, you'll know. Mark just sent yeah. me the poop icon. <laughs> Mom, that's one of my son's favorites. I had a I, bad I, day. Speaking of sending me things, <laughs> Peter Bird actually, when he found out that I had the Apple Watch, he actually sent me. You know how you could scribble on the the Apple Watch and and send it to each other, and so we had a little scribble back and forth, and we sent. What did we send to each other? Oh, we just sent to each other dots and no, no. I, I, I said to Peter that, you know, I wouldn't disappoint Kevin, that if Kevin ever got one one day that he could send me his heartbeat. Um, it, pretty cool. What, what we actually found, though, which was interesting, was that that doesn't get stored on your phone or on your Apple Watch. There's no way to actually go back and see what Peter sent to me via that message. And I said to Peter... Ooh, I could have an affair, and Gretel could never find out about this. Interesting. But then I got also thinking, you know what? Imagine criminals and criminal activity being done by that method because it's not kept on any device. So now, how, how the 
the police and the legal system police that because okay so uh you know tap three times I, I mean it's almost going back to morse code you could send morse code through this system and it's not tracked on perhaps apple keeps a record of of the data going back and forth but are they going to give it to law enforcement if need be and it was just something that i was like wow that's a big omission there um that it's sort of this communication method that hasn't got any tracking capability. Well, now they're going to outlaw the damn watch because you said that. Now the the, the worldwide they can just take that feature away. Honestly, it's gimmicky, but it's kind of cool. So, well, you know, you were talking about your music and stuff. I was just sitting here thinking, all the album art for every piece of music in my collection would probably fit on the face of the watch at one time. Or one of these. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, you know what? With the Apple Watch, you've got six gigs of storage on it, and you can actually store two gigs of music on it. So it's it's almost like a um, like an iPod Shuffle. The only problem is you've got to use it with Bluetooth and Bluetooth headphones, and I don't use a Bluetooth headphone. Oh, put Sheldon back together. Ke- Kevin and I are sharing our uh, little flash drive collection here. I'm getting mine ready for El Capitan uh. to do the to, to do the um, create the. Um, Oh, what do you call it? The um, to save a copy of it. Install disc. disc image, yeah. the installed disc. Yeah. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, you well, it's, it's late here. I'm lost. It's, the, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, there, there was something that came across nine to five, and Scott Wilsey shared it with me earlier on Twitter, and I haven't had a full chance to read it. But basically, Apple's taken away anything purchased um, that's now superseded completely taken away so you can't download it again so aperture's gone uh versions of iPhoto are gone um mountain lion and mavericks and so forth you can't re-download them so you've got but to they're have supposed them to be putting them back i don't know about the os's but i heard that I, the iphoto and aperture is coming back oh okay interesting so maybe that's that because i read that it, too it, earlier it today it almost um, is like that Bioshock incident that uh, Tim spoke about mm-hmm. on on Geeky Show. Of course not. That's this show on Tech Fan um, last week, which honestly, go and, and give that show a listen to. It was one of the best podcast episodes I've ever heard in my life. It was just great. And uh, Tim and David do a good show across there, but that episode was one of the best. Plus, I was mentioned twice, so, you know, yeah. it's ego-driven. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't like, I mean, it's that digital economy that I think is a real issue. And what do we actually own and what don't we own? And basically, the rule of thumb now is don't rely on Apple having it there in their digital stores. If you want it and you've spent decent money on it, uh, back it up. Bring it into iTunes, bring it into the the Mac App Store, download it to your hard drive, back it up, and keep it. Because if they take it away, you're never getting it back again in many cases. What I wonder is there are people both on the Mac and the Windows side who do not sync to their computers. Everything is strictly Mm -hmm. done on their device. So for them, they can't back up. So I see it as one of two things. Either Apple should let those users have a copy of their apps up in iCloud mm-hmm. or they should have it on their servers just for those people who already purchase it to download. So if you bought a copy of Bioshock and I never did, I can't download it, but you mm. can. Yeah, definitely. And I, look, I've been ranting for a while too about the 
You ranted? Tom Ketchum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Kevin, fine, is, is this true? Is this it, true? It does happen, Elisa. <laughs> you just have to really dig through the old episodes to find it. Wow. I've, I've mellowed in, in my more mature age. I'm mellowing out. Um, no, the, the time capsule. I <laughs> For the longest time, I've been looking at the time capsule going, okay, this is a missed opportunity for Apple because you can back up your Macs to the time capsule. It works really well. Perfect. Anytime I want something back out of time machine, there it is. But you cannot back up an iOS device, not even an iPad, which is going to be really interesting with the iPad Pro coming out. Uh, because then it becomes more of a workstation-style device. And you both know that a couple of years ago I gave it a trial. Could I actually make the iPad a productivity tool? Could I work with it? The answer was yes, and the answer was also no, because, it, again, it comes down to personal preference, what you need to do with the equipment. Some people can, some people can't. Look, I still can't record a podcast on an iOS device, edit it, and upload it. So that's... It means basically that I'm stuck in the Mac universe until there's some solution for that. Uh, but that doesn't – if I wasn't doing podcasting, though, and I was only doing professional writing and, and so forth, uh, I could probably use an iPad for 99% of my workload and, and never look at going for a Mac again. It's also really interesting that they have these limitations and, and with the Bioshock incident where they completely deregister the application because then um, you've got a, another problem where, you know, with people with smaller devices, the 16 gigabyte devices that are still current devices being released by Apple in the latest iPhone 6S uh, yeah, and exactly. 6S Plus, um, and even the iPad lineup has 16 gig devices at its core. It, it really, you are reliant on, you know what, if I don't have something, if I don't have enough space but I want to take family videos, well, what are you going to do? You're going to delete the biggest app. And then if that big app, uh, Bioshock being 1.5 gig or, or whatever it was, you delete that, then you go, oh, okay, well, I've got these photos now and I've saved them and I've put them where I want them. Okay, now I'll, I'll put Bioshock. What? Where's Bioshock? It's not there. And look, Bioshock isn't the only one. I've had other uh, games over the years that have gone to that deregistration status. And that's just not right. It, it's the digital economy, and this is, I think, a key reason why I've gone back so heavily into physical media. For years, I went away from physical media and went, you know, I'm going to trust Apple with this. And I got let down a few times, and not as severely as, as what's happening recently. But enough that it made me go, you know what, that DVD, that Blu-ray disc, it will always play as long as there's a player around to yeah. play it. And even if they don't make brand new ones, you can buy secondhand ones. Look at turntables. Turntables for vinyl records, still there. Brand new ones are being made, better than, than ever before. But you can still go and buy a classic turntable. That will work and will just keep working. Um, so there's elements where you sort of go, okay, the technology is great. And look, you know, Apple Watch, absolutely love it. Think it's brilliant technology. But at the same time, I think you've got to use it for what it is, understand its limitations, and understand that the digital economy and digital software especially isn't like having that physical box copy. You really have to keep your own backups just to be sure uh, because once they're gone, it's... It's gone. It's a shame. It's yeah. No, it, it, it's even very hard to go backwards now. Once Apple stops signing 
say iOS, for instance, you can't go back to iOS 8 once they stop signing that. And that'll be done in the next few days if it hasn't already been done. They generally give a week to two weeks uh, to where you can revert back. Um, and then after that, it's tough luck. It, you, you're stuck with it. So it, it's hard because then some apps, of course, break and some things don't work in the new version of uh, the Mac OS, which I've forgotten what it's called. But the, I just found out yesterday that the Levelator app, uh, which I use for podcasting and for making us sound silky smooth, uh, that's that's dead. So uh, we're not going to be sounding silky smooth anymore. Um, Kevin's going to sound as, obnox- as obnoxious as he sounds to me in my ears, and I'm going to sound as naggy and nasally as I always am, and Lisa's the only one that's going to sound half decent. Well, Lisa's the only one of us that's even close to being half decent. So. <laughs> that is true. That is true. She is a major improvement upon Mike. Yeah. Well, oh, Actually, do Mike. we need Mike anymore? Can, can we, like, you know, put him into retirement now? Okay, now, <laughs> this comes from the guy who has missed more episodes of this show than than Mike and I combined. Yeah, I, I know. This isn't my show anymore. This this is uh, – I'm basically the guy who floats in occasionally and does the upload. That's yeah. about it. You float in. That's 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 true, just like I have in my business a lot of floaters. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, we were talking – We're not even going there. No, no. So the thumb drive <laughs> I was showing you, Lisa was saying, mentioning that a minute ago, I actually backed up my old MacBook Air entirely to this 128 gig thumb drive because it's got a 120 gig hard drive in it. It's an original gen MacBook Air. So, wow. These yeah, are I, I just did a 16. Yeah, this is I've got a couple 128s, a few 64s, 32s. I, I like my ultra fit uh, 64 gig drive um, for my MacBook Air. That's fantastic. Um, it's a SanDisk one, and it just sits in there all the time. I can't pull it out now because it's actually recording my side of the conversation. Otherwise, I'd pull it out and I'd show you, but you guys have seen it. It's the really small ones that just fit in. And even though it sticks out a little bit, I thought, oh, I wonder how this will go. But it, I've never bumped it. I've never done any damage to it. It hasn't got in the way. It, they're really, really good, really fast with USB 3. Um you know, they're not as fast as the full-size flush drives are, of right. course, because it's so small. So, it's yes, it's USB 3, but it doesn't burst as, as quickly as, as the larger ones do. So you, you've got to expect that a transfer is going to be much slower. Um, but for what it is, given me, because I've only got the 128 gig MacBook Air, so it gives me an extra 64. And I've just found out that the um, 128s are now around about 40 US dollars. So I'm thinking of getting a 128 and putting it on the other side of, of the MacBook Air and just having having more storage. The only problem, of course, that I've got is iCloud Drive. Just You can't move iCloud Drive. You can't select what it's going to put there. And my internal storage is hemorrhaging. And I think I might have to upgrade my MacBook Air. Well, my father has a 2008 iMac. 250 gigs of space, he's using 20. So today I took one of these, one of these SanDisk disks, 32 gig flash drives, set up Time Machine for him. He's running Snow Leopard that I just put on a few months ago. I downloaded mm-hmm. Yosemite and I, I like, and my father's 84 and his hearing isn't there. And I'm like, 
writing down and reiterating a hundred times, don't touch anything. Don't, you know, you can continue to use your computer, check your email, go on Firefox. Don't touch Yosemite. It was just going to take way too long for the backup. So I said, I'll come over again on Thursday, make sure the time machine is working, and then I'm going to upgrade you to Yosemite. And he's just, okay. But 20 gigs is all he uses. And his iPad. He did something to his... The weirdest thing happened with his iPad. He says to me on Saturday, it told me that I had to update to iOS 9. So I did. And now it doesn't work. Oh, dear God. I got a black screen. I said, okay, what probably happened is your battery was less than 50% and it wasn't plugged in. Plug it in. Let it get to 100. If it's still not working, I'll see what I can do. It gets to 100. And the weirdest thing was, okay, so we know that on an iPad you have a four-digit passcode. He never set one up. But when you, when you tried to open it, it wanted a password, not a passcode. A password? Word. It gave me a big rectangular box, and it asked for a password. And I said, okay. So I put in his iCloud password because I do have him backing up to the cloud. Nope, didn't work. So then I tried another password. That didn't work. Well, after about five times, it said, you're locked out for five minutes. Then I was locked out for 15 minutes. Then I was locked out for half an hour and then an hour. So I called AppleCare. And even the guy in AppleCare said, what are you talking about a password? I said, it should have a four-digit passcode. And he didn't even set that up. So I ended up having to bring it home because, like I said, he's on Snow Leopard. iTunes on Snow Leopard won't work with iTunes with iOS 9. And I had to restore it from my computer and then download his iCloud. Mm. So now it's it's up and working. I just have to get back to him. That's odd. I don't think I've heard of anybody like that. I mean, you never and I, saw that. You and I and um, mm. who else was in on the conversation we were having? I think it was uh, uh, and my brain just went. Blank. Dorothy? Was it Dorothy? Yeah, it was Dorothy. Thank you. Uh, we're having about the iOS 9 upgrade. The only thing I put 9 on now is my 4th uh, gen iPad. I haven't put it on my phone yet because my phone's way too critical to what I do. 4th uh, gen iPad was uh, was sacrificable to see if it worked. And I didn't have any trouble. I've, I've been keeping an eye on the battery, but I haven't noticed any huge battery drains on it. I haven't had one issue with iOS 9 on my 5S. It's solid. It's perfect. Even on the kids' iPad 2s, uh, it it's, reli- it, it's running as reliably as iOS 8 did, which isn't that great. It's a slower experience on the older hardware, but it, it's still, for me, everything was seamless. Yeah, I need to I need to do it on my uh, iPad Air 2. That's the next thing I want to do it on. My, like I said, I'm just so, my phone is just so critical to everything that I do that it's just, I, I, I really don't want to be without it if something would go wonky. No, oh. thankfully I had no problem. Now, my father's iPad is an iPad Air 2. So, yeah. No idea. Never saw anything like that before. The only time I ever see a password box is when it says, sign into your iCloud account. But it has your email mm. already up there. And then just a blank. This was just password. Black screen, long rectangle. Hmm. That's weird. You know, as opposed to the four dashes that it gives yeah. you for your, for your password. And I said, what's your password? He goes, I don't have one. Because I have a list of all his passwords. Yeah. Because he'll forget. He'll go, what's yeah. my Skype password? So I tell him what it is, and he puts it in. Hmm. So, is, I don't know. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that, I don't think I've ever seen that. Well, you did talk, you mentioned mm-hmm. iPad. One thing I'll have to admit, um, 
is that in the time when, again, as I said, when I haven't been feeling well and I've had to be kind of away from my Mac, I developed uh, a workflow for a lot of stuff I do. Again, nothing real critical. I'm using my iPad Air 2 more, or, or no, I won't say more, as much as I use my iMac now. It's almost a 50-50 split now. Uh, because I have to keep my leg propped up and I can't really do it any place but upstairs in the recliner and so on and so forth. But I don't see myself fading back the other way. I mean, I still love yeah, my iMac. You don't have iOS 9 on that either, right. Kevin. So you don't have the multitasking right. there yet. Once you've got that, that then honestly changes the way you'll use an iPad. Yeah, I don't have that. Well, it's not going to be. It's not on the four, but it will be on your air. Yeah, that's right. It'll be on my air too. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I should play with my father's iPad while I, I still go- have it. I was going to ask you. Had you because tried- I have the four. So yeah, see this iPad. This iPad is my is an iPad four like yours. Yeah. So I don't have the, I don't have the multitasking, but I do like the back button. It's on not the- a, you know it's not a huge deal, but let's say you're in uh, you're in Twitter. And then mm-hmm. someone puts a link into Safari, it pops open oh, in Safari, and, and then you just Twitter? hit the back button back to Twitter instead of having, I mean, not that it's that big of a deal to hit the home button, but then you have to go back to Twitter, find your place. I just wish that you could actually, it would close the window though, because it stays open in Safari. And, you know, sometimes I don't want the link, it, it depends mm. what the link is. So sometimes you've got to close the, the page and then go back, but... You know, it's a step in the right direction. Touch, it is with the force touch. It's like, can I just press it harder, and then and then it'll remove it? No, but in the future, I was trying. I kept going. How come this isn't working? When I updated my phone to iOS, and I'm like, why isn't this working? And I kept looking things up. Like, oh, I don't have a success. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of that stuff that's a success. I thought it was iOS nine. Like, darn. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. There is hardware dependency, but yeah, I'm. I you know, and I just this I didn't do this consciously. It just evolved because of what I was doing. And oddly enough, my MacBook Air was out being repaired at that point in time after I fudged that thing all up trying to replace after I replaced the battery and I busted something up. Thank God I could uh, Jody fixed it for me. Um but I you know, that that was there. I or I didn't have it. So I was unconsciously, consciously forced to use my iPad for more workflow sort of stuff, and it just evolved and became that primary computer. And and the worst part is, you know, I'm upstairs, I, I, I don't have the, I've always talked about the three screens I sit in front of. I've got a Lisa and Mark on a 27-inch screen right in front of me. I have a 23, or 24 and a 22 to each side of that. So, I mean, you know, I'm used to, and I work that way at work, too. I have multi-screen format. I'm working on two to three screens, sometimes four screens at work. and But yet, the, the stuff I do for just me, for just Kevin, I've adjusted my workflow enough that, you know what, the iPad Air 2, it's my laptop. And it does probably, I, I, I said 50, but I'm betting I'm closer to 65 to 70% of the stuff mm-hmm. I did on my computer I do there. But I, you're not getting my iMac out of my cold dead hand. <laughs> no, no, you, you do still need it, and certainly um, Federico from Mac Stories. Um, yes. he he basically had sort of a similar experience where he uh, wasn't in the best of health a few years ago, and uh, decided, well, I need to keep working. I want to keep working, and then he turned to the iPad, and and that's basically 
what he does most of his stuff, and I think the only thing he sticks around with a, a Mac for is uh, podcasting. I, I think that's yeah. the only thing that he hasn't found a replacement for. Honestly, someone has to develop something for podcasters because Apple's not doing it. Um, on iOS, uh, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't care if it was a $100 app. I'd buy it if someone could develop it just so that I could then go, okay, hey, I can actually podcast from an iPhone or podcast from uh, an iPad and do basic edits and mm-hmm. export it and upload it. It would be fantastic. Right, the one-stop shopping. I mean, we, they have, we have the yeah. Boss Jock app. I've used that at Macworld. And that was mm-hmm. a $10 app on the phone and on the uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it's just it's one of those things where you can either you can record right into it and boom, send it out, or mm-hmm. you can send it to an editing program. So yeah. you can move it to GarageBand. But the problem is everything is in real time. So, for example, when we were doing it, uh, we had Guy Searle downloaded it. So there's mm-hmm. a bunch of us sitting around the table, and we all had a shared Dropbox folder. So when we did interviews with different vendors, we'd throw everything up in the, into the Dropbox. So he would sit around, and he would talk, and he'd pass around, okay, so Kevin, what did you do today? And you would speak. Mark, what did you do today? And you would speak. And then he'd say, okay, Elisa had an interview with you know HP. Let's drop it in. And we're all sitting around going, do, 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 while that's playing. Mm-hmm. It's not like GarageBand where we could record, and then if you mm-hmm. wanted to, like, like what you do with um, Not Another Mac Podcast, just drop in John Nemo's review. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that after the fact. You can't do that with Boss Jack. Yeah. Mm. Now, see, well, see, now I've tried, um, and I like it. Uh, I use Twisted Wave to do the editing uh, of the show. Uh, not that I have to do a great deal. I just kind of do a little chopping here at the beginning and the end. Um, put in some extra comments if it'll make Mark look more like a jackass, you know, where I can. But um, and uh, but it works on the iPad too. And I have done it on there just as an experiment. I didn't go full force mm. into it. Um, it's a good interface. Um, I don't know. I didn't it's try. Re- I didn't try recording with it though, and I'm not sure if it no, how pre- it works there. Pretty much with the iPad, you can't record from Skype directly. So it, it's a real issue. It, you know, for these calls that are you know around the world, we're all situated in different countries. And, uh, you know, it just makes it difficult that you just can't do that. I'm sure there's some way to mix it and use a couple of iPads together and, and do sort of a, a Franken iPad, but uh, that defeats the purpose of that one device that you take everywhere. Um, Maybe the I iPad have Pro twist- will change that. Oh, fingers crossed. I, I'm looking forward to that. I probably won't buy one um, because they're quite expensive and and uh, right at this point in time, I can't justify it. But it does make you go, well, okay, let's see what developers can do now that this is in pro scene um, and music producers and so forth. I'm just thinking besides podcasters, just bands and music creators and spoken word creators, what are they going to develop and bring into the fold and I, you know, I don't know what the limitations are within iOS, whether it's a Skype uh, issue or whether it's an iOS issue that you can't record directly from Skype uh, like you can on the Mac and so forth. I know that Skype doesn't support it. That's why we've got to use third-party software. But I'd, I'd be happy for a third-party application. Uh, Kevin, you use one that's not linked in with Skype, so it'll record basically anything. Right. Um, and I'd be happy with that to, to sit on top of iOS 
and just record whatever audio has been going into the device and coming out of the device. I think that would be great. Um, and I've used Twisted Wave. I've actually edited this show on NAMP um, before. You know, I'd have John Nemo's stuff and so forth. I used to actually use Twisted Wave and edit the show properly, even with the bumpers at the, the start and the end uh, for stop load and, and so forth. And I, I could do that on an iPhone. I used to do that on my iPhone 4. Uh, it was incredibly – what I found, though, it was incredibly slow to, to do the transfer, to get it on there. I could basically get half an hour of the show edited by the time it had got on the, the iPhone. Uh, but the, the point is that it can be done. All we need is a recording interface uh, to actually get it there stored on the iOS device, and then we just have to import it and edit it straight away. And we'd be in seventh heaven. It would be like doing uh, videos and editing video on the iPhone or the iPad, and certainly the technology is there, the processing power is there to do it. Audio is is very lightweight in comparison to video. Yeah. So we're just we're we're really waiting now for someone to develop that killer app. And podcasting is pretty big. I mean, we still we're we're a small sub industry, but it's a pretty big sub industry when when you look at it. It's not just the technology sector. There's many sectors that now go into podcasts and many, oh, yeah. many podcasters, you know, on basically anything you can almost think of now, there's a, there's a podcast about it. So you kind of look and you think, why hasn't anyone developed something? And I'm, I, all I can say is maybe it's a limitation from Apple. It's a restriction that they haven't lifted yet. Um, at time will tell, but... Yeah, that, that day, one day, I'm sure one day we'll be, in, in 10, 20 years' time, we'll be using iPads and not using the Mac. Somehow it's going to be what the future will, will hold. And, you know, I, I love the Mac. I don't want to see it go and, and, and so forth ever. Uh, but eventually, if it gets good enough that you can just have this one tablet and it goes everywhere with you, very much Star Trekish, and you can do everything, I'm good with that. Yeah, that... that- that's what we've talked about that before um and i like that idea it would be very nice um it just i I, as i said i was just surprised uh as you know earlier this year i had a chance to fool with the uh surface pro and i've had this discussion Mm -hmm. with a few people online i like the idea of the surface pro but frankly if i'm going to carry that kind of weight and stuff around i'd rather carry my ultra book that i have it's you know i've got more it's a more comfortable environment in that case. But for the type of stuff I'm using, the iPad Pro, it's still a very it's it's niche work that I'm doing when I'm that I'm doing on my iPad. Um, but again, when it can replace certain niches, it does it really, really well. And I, I just I was just shocked. I you know, I was just sitting there and, and, and this idea actually just occurred to me it was either yesterday or Saturday. I was sitting there doing something I went holy shit, normally I'd get up and go downstairs and get to my desk and, you know, fire up my Mac and, and you know, or wake my Mac up and go in and do it. I'm, nope. I'm just sitting here on the iPad doing it, just happy as a, as if I had good sense, you know, and it, it really surprised me. So it has come a long way. Yeah, and if they do ever come out with a good way to record it, you know, short of the limitations that Elisa was talking about with, uh, uh, what was the app called again? The Boss Jack. Boss Jack. And or you know, short of the other limitations, the transfer speed. I will admit, Twisted Wave took a long time to move the file. It probably took uh, that was on the fourth gen iPad when I tried it. 
it probably took oh i don't know seven eight nine ten minutes to move over mm. the uh uh an episode of uh this show that i was trying to edit you know so but it's it, you know it's all there it's 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 starting to come together we we live in a bright future we just need a few more tools and then we can all just flit around the world and go see each other when we don't even need that. We can all be in the same room recording, right? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, we could. Um, <laughs> we just need transporter technology now. That, that's, that's all we need. Stand on your iPad but, and go, I want to go to Mark's house. You'll crack the screen, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> um, I think what I really want, and I know I've said this a, a number of times in the past, I really want that, that Mac with an iPad merged into one unit. I think it's time, I think, that with the iPad Pro being out and the way they've done that, you could quite easily integrate the, the Mac and an iPad Pro, charge $2,000 for it, and it would walk out the door. Uh, I'd certainly be in line to pick up one of those if I could have both in the one and then just detach the keyboard. Um, I think it would be perfect. And certainly if you look at the MacBook Air and what's capable in the MacBook Air, there's no reason why you couldn't do something like that Um, or even have a MacBook Air, remove the screen, then it becomes the iPad. Uh, I think that would work well. You get to switch between. That means that they could have separate processors, one in the screen, one in the keyboard dock, uh, separate batteries as well. Um, I I think it would be a win-win situation. I don't see Apple doing it. But it's something I'd like to see. Well, what I've always said is I always wanted, whether it's my iPad or if it's my phone, is to have the screen, dock, keyboard combo so that I'm, that is my computer. I walk in, uh, Motorola had something like this out for the yeah, Android for a few years ago, uh, probably about four years ago, I think. You just, you know, you plug the phone in, you did all your stuff, whatever you were doing, because it was your, and it looked like a laptop. But the mm-hmm. horsepower the horsepower processing was all done on the phone. And then you pulled the phone out, walked away, you did it on the phone, you got to another place, you sat down, you plugged it in, and, you know, you had your regular keyboard, your screen or screens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would that would really be nice. I think I've heard Alex Lindsay talk about something similar a couple of times. Um, we'll see. I, I think they'll yeah. get there at one point. I mean, really. I wonder if it can't – I wonder if – that type of technology, and I'd love to see it too, Kevin, but I wonder if that couldn't be done via either Mac or iOS or an operating system that's even been developed. I wonder if it's got to be a, another brand-new operating system to go in that direction. Or will it be iOS 10, Mac OS 10, the merger of the two operating systems? Well, the two lines do merge and become a big X, so uh, who knows? That's right. So, who knows? That could be interesting, couldn't it? Because that, that that will happen. No, we're... Oh, well, see, Mac OS 10.10 is pretty much on the horizon anyway. 10.11 is on the horizon. It's 10.11. It? Oh, wow. What are we on now? 10.10. Yosemite's 10.10. You know what's funny? When we used to actually have to buy the operating systems, I actually knew what version I was on. These days, you just run the update and, oh, okay. <laughs> $129 I paid for Jaguar. Mm, yeah. I think, 10.2. I think I paid. It's still cheaper than Windows. <laughs> and I still have the box somewhere. Oh, I have, oh, wow. I have everything from Tiger forward 
on CD uh, because I wasn't using the Mac before that full time. But um, I have all the CDs and I have the disc images since then. But I think I paid one hundred and twenty nine dollars for uh, uh, what came after Tiger ten point five. Uh, Snow. No, Was I didn't that, have uh, leopard. Ten point five. Yeah, I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have ten point five. I went right to ten point six. Wasn't snow, that though? Seventy nine dollars. One of them was seventy nine dollars. Yeah, then it dropped to twenty nine dollars. Yeah. And then it faded out completely. Right. Then it was free. Yep. So. Well, anyway, folks, that's us talking about our our Mac history. I think uh, that's a good point to wrap up the show this week. I do want to. But Mark didn't talk about music. I know that's why I'm cutting the show off now. (laughs) Uh, He he got to talk a little bit about music. I I spoke about the Queen box set, and we we did throw a couple of things in. Don't don't worry, listeners. One day, Elisa and I will get together, and we'll do not another music podcast. We can talk about Boogie Fever and the Partridge Family, and. Well, they, 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 for all fairness to the listeners, before we started recording, Elisa was showing us some 45s. For those kids that don't know what a 45 is, it's a round, single single song on one side, vinyl record. Um, Doesn't have to be single song. Most 45s were all... Most, yeah. Most are. There's a couple where they've got two songs on, and because uh, one of my... It, it was a classic, one of my Iron Maiden singles that I, I bought recently... One side is 45 and the other is 33. And that's wow. something they could put a longer track on uh, with two songs uh, that they recorded live. So I, I turned it over and I'm like, I'm, I, I went back and sat back down. I'm like, no, this doesn't sound right. And then I got up and actually looked. And on, on the back, it didn't say anything about, you know, second side is, is 33. Uh, so it was like, oh, okay, wow, all right. Take the platter off, change the belt. Yep, there we go. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, it's fun when you find those those types of things um, because they, they do exist. They're not common, as Kevin said, um, but there are some unique uh, offerings out there and and there's a lot of unique things, especially in, in secondhand and historical uh, records that were released. Some just, you know, even shaped discs where, um, you know, the Beatles had some that were the shapes of their heads and, and so forth. Um, oh, so wow. I, I actually remember that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, that's scaring me now that I'm remembering Well, that. now that you mentioned the Beatles, the thing I was thinking about with this turntable, because it does go backward, I could put on my um, Sgt. Pepper album and yes. see if, you know, I buried Paul, see if that's what they really said. Turn me on, yes. dead man. Turn me on, yeah. dead man. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Now, now that is something you've got to do and put in the review. <laughs> I'm not hurting my album. That was what they, that was the end of what Strawberry Field. So that was what the yes. um, Magical Mystery Tour album. Mm-hmm. I that I don't know, but I do I do remember going through all that stuff and talking about it at one yeah. point. I buried Paul, and if you're listening, you're like, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, power suggestion does a lot. So yeah, it's it's strange. But we were we were showing off forty fives and stuff like that. And I do freely admit I probably have about a hundred or a, maybe a hundred and fifty forty fives. I still have. Uh, and Lisa sh- was shocked because I have them out in the garage. Uh, oh, that's, that's terrible. That, oh. You should be ashamed. Your your kids should should get a carving knife at you, Kevin, for that. That's that's terrible. There's only one of the three of my kids that cares anything about music, so. Yeah, that's, t- yeah, but that's only because, well, your influence. 
No, I don't stop them. They can listen to all the music they want. I don't care. I just don't. don't. You don't encourage them either. And my middle son is the one who who followed me because he's the one who goes to Billy Joel concerts, Tom Petty. He took me to the Rolling Stones. He went to see The Who. Uh, you know, he goes to see all those older bands because he likes them better than the current stuff. He does like some current stuff, but that's what he was brought up with. Billy Joel, Elton John. Yep. Yeah, well, my, my, my oldest does like, you know, the older stuff too. She And, and she tries to introduce me to Five Seconds of Summer or... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of some of the other groups. Uh, uh, oh, the boy bands? The, no, not, no, not necessarily boy bands. Some of the more uh, heavy metal uh, or more, uh, I, want, I don't want to say grunge rock. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other groups, and I'm drawing a complete blank. Jeez. Uh, anyway, there's other groups like that that she's, that she's gotten into uh, that, that she liked. And their music's okay, but again, I'm not into really discovering new music. It's, I'm shocked when I discover old music that I forgot I knew. So <laughs> I'm, I'm still discovering music that was released back in, in what my era was, which was the 80s and 90s. Uh, and I come across it, and it's like, I never heard that before yet. It was a popular hit or something. And then when I go all the way back to my preferred era, which is the 60s and 70s, I'm just constantly amazed. I just, oh, my God. I, I, I remember, how come I don't have a copy of that? <laughs> you 70s, know, that's what I love, the 70s. So much that I don't think, honestly, in, in my life, I, I could ever get all the music that I really like and want to actually own. I don't think it's, it's possible. Uh, streaming services are wonderful for giving you that all-you-can-eat thing, but I, I still want to collect that physical piece of media and... And there's a not I don't have enough money, but b I also don't have enough time to listen. I, I've got about thirty albums that because I buy them all the time when I, I see them. Oh, I've got to get that, got to get that, and I've got at least thirty that I, I still have to listen to uh, before I even get back to my my regular albums that I own now. So, uh, and the other thing about albums, and you might agree with this, Kevin, is if you okay, let's say you were a big you're a big Beatles fan. And you, you, buy the, you buy the music on iTunes, Amazon, wherever, and you're listening to it. Okay, that's great. But if you're holding the album in your hand, your mind goes back to that time when you used to listen to whether it was high school or when you were in college. You remember that there's certain 45s I hear. I remember, oh, my, my boyfriend bought me that. That was the song I used to you know, listen to with my boyfriend. Or that's the song we used to play when we went to baseball games or, you know, whatever, whatever your mind goes, you don't get that with digital music. You get that with the physical copy. I mean, Mark, yeah. you're shaking your head. You, you get it. You know, like oh, when you hear a absolutely. certain song, I, you know, you think of like when you and Gretel were dating, you know, that's the song that always came out on the radio when you were dating and you've got that piece of music in your hand. See, absolutely. You don't get that on streaming because it's all you can eat and it's pick and choose and it's, Kind of gone. I mean, I, I before I buy music now, I use the streaming service to listen to the album fully. Yes. And I sit there and I listen and I don't do anything else. Uh, but most people, 99% of people won't do that. And then they won't go and buy the album. That, that The streaming, it just plays continuously. And look, I can be cooking and have music playing and I'll hear music, but it's, it's background noise. But it doesn't make that memorable moment as you said Lisa it's one of those things I even recall back when I was a kid how I first heard the Beatles 
uh, Yellow Submarine, how I first heard ABBA's Arrival album, how I first heard uh, Neil Sedaka and Andy Williams and so forth. And that music still today brings up these memories and it, it brings happiness. And whilst they may not all be my favourite artists and so forth, but I, I do enjoy listening to that type of music again. I, I will buy their albums and put it in my collection and then have that there just to renew that memory. And it, it's a memory of, okay, we're in the, the family car and we're driving somewhere on a Sunday and, and the cassette tape was put in, in the deck and, and you got to enjoy it that way. And you remember the cassette and what it looked like. I remember the BGs, very similar. That's how I first found these artists and many of them I've, I've come to stick with my whole life. Um, but streaming, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, um, I was listening to some BB Kin this morning on my, my walk um, and then I put BB Kin radio on, which is basically title says, oh, these are the similar artists. So it's all blues and so forth, which is cool. But I couldn't tell you one artist that came up because I wasn't concerned with that. I was busy doing other things and I heard it. It was good music. I don't know what it was, though, and it certainly didn't leave a lasting impression on me. Well, you know, I don't have the reaction to the physical media necessarily, but I do have the reaction to certain songs. Like, every time I hear uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, I still remember sitting in the uh, lunchroom of my high school at, you know, and the jukebox playing that song. But there's the physical, the jukebox, Kevin. Yeah, but I wasn't, I mean, I was too cheap to pay for it. The... (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I understand, but you immediately said jukebox, and that raises how you heard it. Right, right. In 20 years' time, no one's going to say, I heard that song first on Spotify while I was driving in the car. Yeah, Yeah, like I recently pulled out the album Hot Rocks by the Rolling Stones, and the first Mm -hmm. thing that came in my head was my friend who gave it to me when I was in college. And then I went on Facebook and I wrote, Steve, remember when you got this album for me? And he goes, yeah, can I have it back? You know, you know just kidding. <laughs> like, I like out of my cold, dead hands, you know? <laughs> this, you know, no way. He goes, oh, I'm only kidding, you know? But it's like, you know, he, he bought that for me and I remember that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess uh, the, the, I, I'm thinking of the thing where Mark talks about where he sits down and looks through the liner notes. and Yes. Uh, now, that I never did much of. I rarely... Absolutely. Found, I didn't Look do at that. the words... I mean, I'm I'm not an artist. I am not an artist by any stretch. But there were certain albums, like the cover of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and I think a mm-hmm. Styx album. There's like eight albums altogether where I bought a sketch pad, and I was able to copy. And oh, I looks, used to do that as well. And I yeah. did the whole cover. I still have it. And I did this when I was probably in 12th grade. So we're talking a long time ago. <laughs> and I have that copy somewhere. A sketch of Goodbye Book Road, everything. I mean, everything. The, the, the only thing that looks pretty bad is like the face. I'm not good at faces and fingers, but just, you know, the lettering. And it wasn't traced. It was me p- listening to the album, propping it up, like against my dresser, sitting on the floor, and just sketching it. Now, the, the only album I have that, there's two albums that I have that kind of connection with, is uh, Creedence Clearwater... Revival, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but it's where it had the cutouts. There was silhouettes of all the members. Oh, of the, yeah. Um, and each silhouette you flipped back. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember. What, the one, was, but I can't remember. It's a strange name, that one. It I, had Proud Mary on it. I know that. That's all I can remember. 
And I remember that, and I also remember my sister beating the living crap out of me because she said, if you play that damn album one more time, because I'd set it on autoplay on my mm-hmm. turntable. And she said, stop that playing. Don't blame your sister for, for not that, that was my mother, especially on 45s, over and over and over and over. Oh, I did the same thing on 45. And then the other one that I have a physical connection to is the uh, Van Halen, the original album. Uh, the cassette. Yeah. The, the physical cassette of uh, Van Halen, because I went through so many copies of it listening to it when I was a teenager. We'd, we'd party, and that's the way... No, that doesn't look like it. Born on the Bayou? That's not the one? No, well, I mean, that's not the album. That's not what the album cover looked like. I don't, I'd have to dig around to find it. But I, I, I used that cassette so many times, that's how I balanced the speakers of the stereo in my car. Because at the beginning of Running with the Devil, if the speakers were balanced front to back, mm-hmm. the drums went from the front of the car to the back. Mm-hmm. I heard them, you heard them go by me. And that's how I balanced the, uh, balanced the sound in my car. Because at that point, I, you know, I used to put my own stereos in cars. I ran my own wire. I did my own speakers. I did all that sort of stuff. You know, taking up the carpet in the car and getting it all tucked back so it looked nice and neat. Because I had friends that had these rat nests under their dash, and that drove me crazy. It's like, if you're going to put the damn stereo equipment in, at least make it look neat and tuck it up under there. Don't have, like, a, you know, a rat's nest hanging out underneath of it. But And just quickly, that has to be the one, because that's the album with Proud Mary on it. I'm pretty sure th- I'll have to look. Oh. Yeah, have have a look. But it, it, unless you've got a greatest hits, and and then you know that might be different or something like that. But yeah. uh, chase chase it up, Kevin. I I, I will. I I can't remember. Uh, I do remember. I I think I still got. No, Libby took the album away from me. She did take it away from me. She, she took it. She said, "I'm not letting you play this anymore." So she took it away. <laughs> and she used to beat me. So that was. A- <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got beaten up by a girl. She was my older sister. She's seven years older than I am. Oh, okay. So, you had no hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had no hope at all. So anyway, folks, on the fact that we'll leave with that, that I went with no hope my entire life, uh, we'll wrap up the show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And we'll, we'll start in reverse order. Elisa, why don't you tell the good listeners where they might be able to find out more about you? Okay. I do a podcast called Three Geeky Ladies that you can find at threegeekyladies.com, the number three spelled out. And I do that with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. And you can find me on Twitter at at Sensei Dai. Thank you. And please go have a listen to Three Geeky Ladies. I just, I'm catching up. I got behind. I just listened to the episode where you all were talking about music. And so it's, it's very odd that, um, we're talking about you're it. You're listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so Mr. Greentree, uh, where can people find you and your Apple Watch? Uh, com is pretty good. You make it very simple, much like yourself. Folks, we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple kind of fella. That's it. So, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can find me on Twitter, where I spend most of the time online. That's... Uh, twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va or go to my about.me page it has links there to other things that i might be up to uh, if you want to find out more about the show go to geekiestshowever.com reviews and itunes always welcome we appreciate them folks we do want to thank you for listening to the show we hope you enjoyed it as i said as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you and please remember between now and next week if you do nothing else don't forget but to hug a geek hey siri 
I'm looking for a new podcast. How about three geeky ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology. As I said, three geeky ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, three geeky ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, Three Geeky Ladies is what you want. Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow, Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network.